Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How you doing? Good morning. You're listening to The Arts House on Cork's 96FM and C103. It's Elmarie Maw at the microphone with you until 10. Connor Tallon's also here in studio. Yeah, it's great to be here. And as usual, between now and then, we've so many guests for you to meet uh, today. There's so much still happening. For example, a little bit later on in the programme, we'll be having a chat about a fantastic documentary that's been funded by MTU celebrating Cork's drag queens. And I'm taking a look back on somebody we covered a year ago, actually almost a year ago when we started the work of the week. It's the same artist, but it's a new scene and it's apt for this time of the year. It's celebrating spring and Lola Breda. Also, we'll be talking to Naomi Daly about what's happening in The Everyman as they replay it by ear. I'll explain that to you later on. And also, Scale to Grand Naheran is continuing on TG Cahar. And this week, I'm speaking to writer-director Paddy O'Shea about the lives of WB Yates and loves of WB Yates and Maud Gone. Actually, going back almost another year again, the story of Catty Barry is finally being screened for the public. This was supposed to be a stage show and now it's finally coming to a screened performance. We're thrilled about that. And going right back to the time of the famine in Cork in 1845, that was the year, of course, of the first bad year of the famine in Ireland, but it was also the year that Frederick Douglass came to Ireland and toured around. He met Daniel O'Connell and he stayed in Cork and he made so many speeches and we are celebrating Frederick Douglass week all this week. Listen, we've loads more for you on the programme today. Don't be worrying about that. There's absolutely tons to come at you between now and 10 o'clock. So we do hope you can stay with us and that of course you'll enjoy lots of the music that we have on the programme as well today. Uh, later on we will be playing a small little bit of a homage of course to Christopher Plummer who sadly died this week. But it's just lovely to have your company. 0833 is the number and we're going to start off with a little piece of music from David Syme.
Romanza there from David Simon. David is going to be joining us on the programme a little bit later on as well this morning. Now, Connor. Now, in the Everyman Theatre, there was a season of plays produced live on stage for people to listen to. It was called Play It By Ear. But as things got busier heading closer to Christmas, maybe some, not as many of you would have had a chance to tune in. Or maybe you didn't catch all of Cornell Creedon's Second City, City Trilogy. So, they've decided to replay it by ear. <laughs> and to find about more, Connor spoke to Naomi Daly. Naomi, who would have believed the amount of skills that you've picked up, everyone you work with has picked up in the last year, and how you've had to broaden them just to somehow keep people fed with some sort of diet of theatre coming from the everyman. You've become a radio station and a TV production company streaming online. And it looks like you have to literally make your plans on a month-by-month basis because we don't know which foot to put forward yet because everything has to move slowly and carefully. Everyone has to be protected. Absolutely. It has been like such a testament to the team behind us at The Everyman that they have been so adaptable since last October, November, because on a weekly basis, things can change mm-hmm. and restrictions are either increased or decreased, everything and all of that has a massive impact on what you can do. Yeah. And also what level of risk you're comfortable taking and comfortable asking other people to take as well, because obviously we've managed to stay completely COVID clear throughout the entire pandemic so far. So we don't want a single case. No to be associated with the everyman obviously so putting all of those measures in place and still wanting to put out a really high quality cultural offering to Mm. our customers is so important to us so look let's look forward to see what can be done so what are you planning to do what's coming up yeah well in looking forward recently we kind of had to stop in january and go and really think about what our next message or highlight wanted to be. Mm. In doing that, we took a look backwards and we made so many really wonderful pieces in October, November and December in our audio broadcasting series. But we did them all completely live. There was no tune-in later, there was no on-demand element of it or anything like that. Right. So special to do something live. Be there almost in that space with the actors while you're listening to them. Yeah. But... There were so many people, especially around the Christmas period, who have these family commitments and so on, so we can't tune in tonight. Is there another time we can listen to them? Yep. So we decided that we'd go back and have a listen. We've picked out some of our Cork favourites because we've such a wealth of talent in the writing community in Cork between Conal Creedon, Irene Kelleher, Ger Fitzgibbon, John yep. McCarthy, Katie Holly, and of course, Matt and Jim McKeown. Yes. That we thought, well, there's a really interesting compilation there. So... Why don't we kind of look back at those and maybe give allow, put them out into the world for a little while while we're recalibrating once again? <laughs> well, yeah, it, it's a pity that you were only able to broadcast them live when, in fact, there was so much work had gone into it and so much talent had been put into it as well on the ground, behind the scenes and in front of the microphones as well. It would have been quite a waste not to give it another go, give everyone a chance to catch what those live broadcasts were like if they missed them first time around. So Exactly. I've just heard a handful of playwrights' names and imagined more than a handful of actors involved. So could you just give us some of the names of the plays that you're going to rebroadcast? Yeah, so one of the favourites, uh, one of the ones that we, we had got an awful lot of queries about was Conal Creedon's Second City Trilogy. Brilliant. Which is just beautiful work and it hasn't been made in the city for quite a long time. And we had... A few people were able to like tune into one, maybe two, but missed a third one. Yeah. So we're certainly including that in the package. And then Marion by Katie Holly was the first one out of the traps. And I think people hadn't really realised what we were doing at that point because everybody, the whole pandemic thing and the whole situation was so new to us at the time that it took a little bit of time for our audiences to catch up with us and kind of get the gist of what we were doing. So yeah. that one was the first one. So I think there's a lot of people going, oh, hang on, I didn't even realise that was there. Yeah, brilliant. John McCarthy's The Herd is just a wonderful, zany piece of drama that really explores a family dynamic and all based around a cow. It's just brilliant. <laughs> Herd mentality, yeah. Very, exactly. It's very John McCarthy, so I highly recommend going back into it. And it also, we were really lucky to work with a sound designer 
locally called Fiona Shiel, who worked on almost all of these plays. Not all of them completely, but a lot of them. And it's really interesting to kind of listen to the thread of her work through all of them too. Great. Like she's got a really subtle hand with it. Really gorgeous and really impactful. Yeah, and you also dug into a little bit of history with, with Pat Talbot. We did, The Two Lord Mayors, which mm. is a brilliant piece because given the year that's it and the commemorations that we kind of haven't been able to have yet, especially in Cork and Jim McKeown and Pat have done such a mm. fantastic work on this script that was really close to Christmas as well. Yeah. It's nice to just give it another outing and another airing where we can really examine it and kind of listen back to it and rewind, go, hang on a second, what was that line? Or yeah. pause and really digest the pieces this time. Well, I was actually interested when I was talking to Jerry Fitzgibbon about the, the digesting that was involved in, in the amount of work that he put into his piece. <laughs> that definitely deserves another outing because it was a great journey through Cork City. Oh, I think like Cork was just a whole character in that piece. Yeah. And so beautifully written and with John Bryan's music through it as well. Like yeah. every time that I'm walking through the city these days and I see Shandon in the corner of my eye, it is the the voices of those four actors that immediately come to mind and the stories that Jer wrote in relation to that. And you all, she almost can see you from every corner of the city. She's always there looking down on everybody, yeah. which is fabulous. It was almost like Cork's under Milkwood reimagined. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah very much so. I'm sure he'd be very happy with the comparison. <laughs> We've got a really packed show this morning, so I'd like to move on to talk to you about a few other developments that have taken place in, in the Everyman. There's somebody at the helm of the ship as well, getting ready. Yeah, it's very, very exciting. Sophie Motley mm. is going to join us as our artistic director. So she is currently the artistic director of Pentabus Theatre, which is a rural theatre company over in the UK. She moved over there seven years ago, having studied in Ireland and working with Wilfred Theatre Company which would have visited Cork in the Midsummer Festival quite a bit. But she is currently putting together her plans and kind of examining what the year might look like in relation to what we can do and a digital programme in addition to in the room, full-on performance and people on the stage and people in the seats, which is very exciting. And audio broadcast, video broadcast, she's looking at the whole yeah, of the, what's possible. Yeah. So we'll be announcing her programme hopefully pretty soon as well, which will be really exciting. Uh, in the meantime, where do I keep an eye on things to find out what's going on exactly where and when? So everything is listed on the Everyman Cork website, mm-hmm. so everymancork.com, and also our social media gurus are constantly tapping away with our Facebook page, Instagram and Twitter. So if you need to get in touch with us, that is very much the way to do it. In the meantime, we'll do our best to spread the word as well from here. But in the meantime, just Thanks keep so the much. ship afloat. Someday oh. you'll be able to come into harbour and open it up and fill her up. As the beacon of the Everyman is there waiting for everybody. <laughs> and Naomi, you've been doing a great job there altogether. Without you Thanks. and the crew and the team and everyone working safely on the ground, what you've done would just not have been possible. On behalf of everybody in the arts world here in Cork, I just want to say a big, big, fat Thank you, okay? (laughs) Thank you so much. Great to talk to Naomi, and they have indeed played a blinder, and so they're going to, again, play it by ear. Play it again, fantastic. (laughs) Okay, then. Now, uh, the year the famine started in 1845, Frederick Douglass, who was a former slave in America, came to Ireland, and he made friends with Daniel O'Connell. He toured the country, making inspiring speeches and sharing his story. Yeah, his life was just so eventful and impactful. And for that reason, so many people around the world remember his story. They honour his memory and they try to continue sharing the lessons Mm -hmm. that were more relevant than ever in our contemporary world. For sure. And during that tour of Ireland over 200 years ago, he also came to Cork. And this year, Nano Nagel Place is the centre for the Cork Arm of Events, which are taking place all over Ireland right throughout the week, celebrating Frederick Douglass Week. Now, Cork is currently abuzz with the arrival of Hamilton star Paul Oakley Stovall, of course, who plays George Washington in the musical uh, Hamilton. But we have some brilliant talent of our own also doing fantastic work and sharing it online with Nano Nagel Place this week. So, Elmarie spoke to Cork rapper Junior yesterday on the phone. Junior, it's great to talk to you. Before we get talking about Douglas Week and Frederick Douglas himself in a second, for yourself as a musician and an artist, how has it been in lockdown? I found a new way of working, but I think as a creative, creatives will always create through anything. 
that's my philosophy on things. So even if the world stops, a creator's mind will still be active. I love it. So, so I think the beauty, the beauty of lockdown, it's showed the world how uh, creatives are able to adapt and actually still make contributions to the greater society in a, in a positive way. You know, I think there's a beauty in that. I think you've just hit the nail on the head and expressed exactly why since last year, Connor and myself have just been under pressure every Sunday morning to try and fit everything into the show. People have found new ways and have not stopped creating. And this week, I suppose, in Cork, we have a certain amount of awareness of Frederick Douglass, but not everybody still would be aware of who Frederick Douglass was, that he came to Ireland, that he came to Cork, the impact he had and why it was so significant that we're still not just celebrating him, but building on his story and creating connections with the 21st century right here in Cork as well. So that ties in completely to what's going on in Nanonagel Place as part of a nationwide Frederick Douglass week. And, you know, I was watching Moontor Emer on the Late Late Show last night and I found it fantastic as a primary teacher that she was saying she is working with the INTO to create a unit for teachers to kind of counteract unintentional bias and that sort of thing. And that she felt, I felt it was sad for her to say that she felt racism is something that her grandchildren would be learning about as opposed to something that would be the lifetime of her children. That's why these events and this kind of conversation and these integrated community and artistic projects and expressions and growth are all so important, isn't it? They are very important. And uh, when it comes to an artist, artists are able to connect with topics in ways where the general public necessarily can't, but we're able to condense our emotions and the emotions what uh, people like us will be feeling into our pieces. So be it spoken word, a drawing, a painting, a song. If an artist really puts time into their creation, they will be able to evoke emotions from whoever to the recipients of that creation. You know, I find it interesting that you used the words people like us because, of course, like you're as Cork as they come, but you have Nigerian heritage. And it is wonderful, I think, what has been happening over the course of the last number of years. The enrichment that there is of each culture by the other it's such a pity, though, isn't it, that it's still not kind of accepted out there as, you know, I mean, I'm thinking back to that girl who did the most stunning Irish dancing and went viral on Twitter. And, you know, the the fact that it was seen as being something amazing, you know, that we should just be able to take it as given. It is. It is. And that's and that's why we're here. You know, that's yeah. why we're here uh, with the programs that we're carrying out. True Nanonagel Place and the Cork Migrant Centre with the with the youth that we're working with because a lot of the youths that we we work with are from direct provision a system that is very disempowering but our goal is to empower the youth to make them heard through their creations and uh, give them the confidence and remind them that they matter as well and you know you know getting them into the rooms that actually uh, where the decisions are made that affect them and get them involved in that process as well. So, you know, from the arts to the policy and to the implementation, we're we're at the forefront of uh, the change that we want to see in Ireland. Absolutely. uh, As you you said there, you, you, you touched on my Nigerian heritage and there is a thing of where when you grow up in Ireland, you, people don't really see it. I don't, they don't see it as something important, but there is some sort of like identity crisis for people, especially when they grow up. They when you when you're home with your family, you're you're one way, and then when when you're out in the public, you have to be another way because uh, what's deemed normal or acceptable in either in, in either sides is different. So we were forced to to change and adapt. It's not necessarily bad. But it just adds extra colours to to a painting. Completely. That's the way I'd look at it. You know, you, you talked about Nano Nagel Place, and I suppose just in terms of time, Junior, I'm really keen for people to uh, find out what's happening this week in terms of Frederick Douglass Week. There are some events happening nationwide. There's a huge nationwide programme, but some very specific programming going on in Nano Nagel Place. So let's tell people about that. Okay. The first event is this Inspiration Series. And that's going to be kicking off on the 10th of February at 6 p.m. Then the second 
is the 18th century Douglas to 21st century Cork, which will be on the 11th of February, and that'll be kicking off at 5 p.m., and that's the one I'll be leading. And then the other one is uh, the I Am Remarkable series, which will be on the 12th of February, and that'll be kicking off at 6 p.m. So each series is going to be showcasing different things. The inspirational series will have the, the youth that we're working with. They're going to have uh, appearances from uh, Paul Oakley, who's, who's been on the first tour of Hamilton in the U.S. He's going to be joining that and inspiring the kids there. And on the 18th century Douglas to 21st century Cork, the mentors and the youth are going to be sharing their creative uh, perspectives on how Frederick has impacted us today in Ireland in our own Cork way. Because, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're always different. Uh, <laughs> and then the, the last the last series, the I Am Remarkable series, as I mentioned, they're going to be, uh, we're going to be hosting guests from different walks of life and like singers, uh, athletes, they're going to be sharing how they're, they've, they've kind of grown up in Ireland and their, their remarkable contribution to the Irish nation. And yeah, I think it's something, it's something to attend. And uh, I, I would like to urge every, every rebel in the county and everyone else around the country to, to support the cause and just wait for, for what's in store because we're fully loaded and uh, it's, it's, it's lovely and exciting. 100%. I mean, I, I couldn't believe I wasn't getting to the end of the page when I was scrolling down through the national program of events. It was like going on forever and ever and ever, which is exciting and inspiring and encouraging. And you used a word earlier on, and it's so true. It's empowering. And, you know, that's all vital and important. And it's going to be very entertaining as well. That's the whole thing. So there's lots for people to get involved with. From a Cork perspective, we want everyone to check out the website for Nano Nagel Place, always a super progressive and inclusive centre of activity and creation. Junior, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for having me. That's Cork Rapper Junior there. And don't forget to check out the entire program on Nano Nagel Place. You can simply Google them and it'll bring you to the website. It's the most incredible program that's lined up in Cork alone between talks and showcases of performances and uh, debates and things like that being held. But online, nationally, if you look up Frederick Douglass Week, all over the country, there are so many events taking place. And I suppose the beauty of what's happening online at the moment is you're not confined to things that are happening just in Cork. So you might decide to make a Frederick Douglass week at home yourself and take part in those events in Nanonagle Place and dip in and out maybe of what's happening in Dublin as well. And there's absolutely nothing to stop you doing any of that. And we have some great guests between now and 10 o'clock for you. Meanwhile, it's lovely to hear from those of you who are sending in your texts and messages on the text and WhatsApp to 0833 96 96 96. Dave, it's lovely to hear from you. You've asked for some music from Last of the Mohicans, so I'll definitely get that in for you. And hello to John, who's on his way to work in the Metropole this morning with a little top hat symbol. I love it. Absolutely love it. Guys, it's great to hear you tuned in bright and early in the morning. We'll be back after news. 96 FM and C103. The Arts House with Griffin's Potatoes Cork. Fresh, flowery and full of taste. It's at the root of what we do. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Thanks a million, Jess. And it's time now for what Connor has found on the front pages of the papers. And the reason I missed the cue is the two of us were so busy laughing here in the studio <laughs> at what is happening in the papers. We'll come to okay. that now in a second. Yeah, we'll get around to that in a minute. We'll have a look at the Irish Mail on Sunday first. It's an exclusive interview in an emotional conversation. The Taoiseach lays bare his regrets and worries about the pandemic. And the headline is, We Got It Wrong on Christmas. And that's an article by John Lee. And it says after that, Nihal Martin. So, uh, on to the Sunday Times. Thousand new nurses to assist vaccine rollout. And HSE staff to sign up to anti-vax site. That's the two main stories on the Sunday Times. Sunday Business Post. Varadkar adds to pressure on insurers over COVID cover. Judgment opens way for about 1,300 claims from business owners. And Shin calls on the central bank to launch tracker mortgage style examination. On to the Irish Sun on Sunday and as baby Jacob arrived on the N2 they have a uh, headline over the subheadline that says mum gives birth on hospital dash and I suppose it's the pun of the day and the headline is delivery vroom and on to the Sunday Independent hundreds dodge UK travel ban via Dublin airport staff concerned as Dubai route is used to flout restrictions and Irish passengers jet off after fines also defence forces ready to roll out vaccine to to the elderly and speaking of vaccines Brendan O'Connor is saying that we are all vaccinologists now but this is the story we're going to finish with this morning uh, Sound and Fury chaotic council meeting on Zoom is YouTube sensation few parish council meetings in England ever achieve the kind of viewing figures that would Turn the BBC or even RTE bosses green with envy. But Hanford Parish Council, which is based just outside Manchester, has racked up almost 4 million views and counting for a YouTube video in a recent Planning and Environment Committee. An 18-minute highlights video of the meeting held on Zoom shows warring councillors trading insults, uttering snobbish barbs and drowning each other out, shouting and laughing like hyenas. That's an article by Megan Burns writing for Megan Baines writing for the Sunday Independent this morning. We were actually listening to a little bit of that. <laughs> we were got distracted. Oh my God almighty. They got nothing done with the height giving out to each nah. other about standing orders and whose turn it was to um, boot they people kicked off the meeting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jackie um, Weaver had control of the Zoom and she was booting them out. <laughs> you know something, lads, when you want to laugh. Isn't it funny what tickles us at this stage? Uh, this is particularly a song for them and indeed for anyone who I suppose is stuck on Zoom meetings that are going on forever. Uh, this is actually a folk song from Japan. So we're going to bring a little bit of Zen to you if you are stuck in those kind of meetings regularly. It's called Flowers of Patience.
As Michael Waldron, assistant curator in the Crawford Art Gallery, writes this week, this week's work of the week is a great cause for celebration. I had a smile on my face. It felt like, finally, spring was in the air. Michael, happy St. Bridget's Day. That was the 1st of February at the beginning of the week and I was really glad to see spring come. It was a long grey January and the sun is still shining. And when I looked at this week's work of the week, it actually gave me a sunny smile. It's full of life. And as soon as I scrolled up, I recognised the name and I also said, well, the title makes sense because it is Festival Scene and it's by Sylvia Cook Collis. How do I recognise that name? Well, I I suppose spring is in the air for sure. And it does feel a little bit seasonal choosing this work, not only because of what it looks like, but because Sylvia Cook-Collis was the artist behind our very first Work of the Week conversation almost a year ago. So we've come full circle back (laughs) to her. That stage, we were talking about donkeys in County Clare. Now we're looking at goats and people with garlands in their hair out on the streets, full of life, full of festivity and full of spring. And the colours, the pinks, the blues and everything, the flowers, it's it's actually something we need right now as we endure yet another period of lockdown. I know, and I think... Last year when we were talking about donkeys in County Clare, that work was chosen because everything felt so heavy at the time. Yeah. You know, the news was heavy and it was a hard slog. And so it just brought <laughs> some real pleasure and a smile to your face. And I think Sylvia Cook-Collis can be relied upon to bring a little bit more joy back into our lives, particularly with this painting festival scene which comes from about 1960 okay and is really characteristic of her style now her style is based on a certain movement of art as well that you spoke about before yes so i suppose regular listeners might have heard us mention fauvism or the fauves before and essentially it's a, a french word that means wild beast <laughs> it was originally applied to the art of Henri Matisse and others as kind of almost as a, a slur. <laughs> but it became a bit of a badge of honour. And and it's really that characteristic use of colour. So quite free use of colour, free loose brushwork, almost abstract art, but we can still kind of tell what's going on. Everything has have been simplified yeah. down into just pure colour and you know you, you, all you need is that it, it just washes over you it's almost cartoony in parts isn't it they're like little pen sketches so uh, she uses in some cases quite bold outlines as if you you would maybe as a child but of course yeah. Sylvia Cook-Collis uses that bold outline and so did Jack Yates you know so it was you know not unheard of in fine art but to describe the image itself it's a rectangle portrait orientation and the painting itself is about 140 centimetres tall fairly large work gathered in the foreground we have several figures that are quite up close to us kind of tightly packed so it's it feels cartoonish because the faces are really only very lightly drawn in. Yeah. Simple shape. They're almost emojis, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just eyes and suggestion of a mouth yeah. and these garlands in their hair. Yeah. And then on the, the right-hand side, you have a goat that seems to be looking a little bit suspiciously at an outstretched hand, which seems to be offering it some nice flowers to eat. And then in the background, at the far background, we have a few buildings in front of them, a few trees, and then in the middle ground, there seems to be some sort of ritual going on or a dance or it feels like a theatre um, <laughs> backdrop, really. It does look like they're dancing, all right. Anyway, very festive anyway, because what you have in the foreground is like almost a small congregation, I'd say of almost children and parents together, all bunched up together in front of this bunch of flowers, which is being eyed by a goat. And then, as you say, in the background, there's definitely something celebratory going on. So it's full of life, full of movement. And, and I suppose there are more goats as well, to be fair. That's right. <laughs> but the, the colours she uses are really kind of soft and gentle. They feel like this time of year, you know, soft pinks and blues and greens. 
so kind of pastel tones in some ways. It just feels a little bit spring-like, a little bit like Easter or something. Yeah, it just it's gentle. Now, the interesting thing that you've done this week, there's another story to be told about this, this picture that you've just painted, that it was starting to flake over time. It was. Unfortunately, a number of years ago, you know, we routinely assessed the works in the collection and it was found to be in a poor condition. The canvas itself seemed to warp. So if you can imagine a canvas being like a drum, Mm. It's pulled taut over yeah. a wooden frame, yeah. and that has to keep taut. But if the timber frame itself starts to warp, then that'll warp the surface yeah. of, the, of the canvas as well. And because the canvas needs to be taut for the paint to stay where it is, yeah. if that starts to change under the surface, then that can lead to cracking, flaking, and paint loss. We took the decision in 2018 to have it conserved. So it travelled National Gallery of Ireland and it was part of um, a shared internship programme between the National Gallery Crawford and the, the Irish Museum of Modern Art. Brilliant. This wonderful professional conservationist, Julia Campagnari, painstakingly assessed the work and then um, had to do a whole... Um, consolidation treatment on it which meant that it had to be taken off its stretcher, it had to be turned over and treated <laughs> had to be cleaned it had to then be re-stretched and filled where there were losses touched up and, and everything so it was a very involved process but she was using state-of-the-art equipment and now it's hanging pride of place back in the middle of the gallery. That's a great little kind of happy ending altogether for a painting that has taken a journey of nearly 60 years and to find itself back looking youthful yet again and bright which is exactly what it needs and what we need right now. A bright beautiful youthful painting that's been restored. As you say in this week's column that you write with this week's work of the week it's a great cause for celebration. Michael Thank you yet again. Thanks a million, Connor. The Arts House with Griffin's Potatoes Cork. Fresh, flowery and full of taste. It's at the root of what we do. And you're very welcome back to the programme. And you know, it's always lovely to hear from you when you're looking for specific pieces of music, either from the movies or the musicals. You can text to WhatsApp at any stage to 0833 96 96 96 if we have it in the library. Today we'll play it. And in fact, Dave McGrath asked me for some music from Last of the Mohicans. Love this one, Dave. This particular track is called The Kiss.
Music there from the soundtrack to The Last of the Mohicans. And we're going to stay with film news, actually. Yes, more congratulations go to Cork's f- filmmaking community with great three great stories only in the last few days. Michael Keane got his short film COVID Era through to the semi-finals in the Madrid International Film Festival. Sean O'Connor, who's from Kerry but is a graduate of UCC, caused great excitement this week when his film A White Horse, starring Cora Fenton and Amber DC, won Best Irish Short Film at the Foyle Film Festival, which means it gets onto the long list for the Oscars. And Yvonne Colin from Kinsale, best known for RSVP Productions and who's also a vibrant member on the board of Firkin Crane, had her film, An Etude in Art, announced as the winner of the 2020 award for silent film at Large Door International Art House Film Festival. Now, did I say three stories? Well, actually, I told a lie. There's a fourth story to there tell. There is indeed, because Sean O'Deedick, we were talking about Michael Keane and the Madrid Film Festival, the International Film Festival there. Well, Sean Odidi has a short film called The Greek Accusative and that was also selected for screening there. I mean, you see, we're so used to looking at the Cork Film Festival here and Indie Cork here and talking to them all about the programmes of shorts they run from films sent in from all over the world. And I suppose we're so used to, you know, yeah, there they are, our yeah. team here in Cork, sitting <laughs> down, selecting and waiting through. We've all our filmmakers as well, who are also constantly submitting their films to all these other international film festivals around the Europe and, ar- and around the world and we don't often enough celebrate I think when they are selected to be on their programs of international shorts and foreign language movies. <laughs> you know I just think it's wonderful and particularly because so many of these are young filmmakers but uh, a number of them of course are also you know in a while cutting their cutting their teeth in the business and and it's brilliant. Especially delighted for Amber DC and Cora Fenton in that particular one from Sean Connor. The two actresses who play mother and daughter in that particular film. A white horse. I'm yeah. really looking yeah. forward to having the chance to, to see that ourselves. Yeah. Now, if the city centre, by the way, is within your 5K, then check out Sconce. Yep, give it a sconce. It's an outdoor art exhibition in collaboration with Cork Creates, Youth Work Ireland and Froiga, and it's mounted all over the city by Notes to Cork. It's called 60 Artworks Across 7 Locations, all drawn by young people in rebel red paint. So, there's plenty to have a sconce at while you're out walking the city. Absolutely. You know, and I, I think these days when my mind is so flitty and I can't stay on any one thing for longer than three minutes. Twitter is fantastic because, you know, you're flaking through and you're getting little bite-sized pieces of what everybody is up to. And there's some really active Cork accounts. And if you're on Twitter, you'll know what I'm talking about. And if you're not on Twitter... What have you got to lose? You don't have to open it up every day. Follow just a whole load of accounts from Cork and you'll be in the know. And one of the companies I love following is Notes to Cork because they are part of the group that go around putting up the posters everywhere. So when you are driving around and you're stopped at a set of traffic lights and you're looking to see, oh God, what was play was supposed to be on six months ago, but they're refreshing them with so, so many. And they've also actually been putting up loads of the Frederick Douglass Week posters as well Brilliant. all over the city to highlight that this week as well Um, and I love that partnership they have it's celebrating you know youth, joy, positivity hope, forward thinking and being a rebel (laughs) in Cork and how better way to do it than take a walk around Cork and uh, have a sconce at what they've put up. Now, Cork isn't within our five kilometres because we're obviously out west of Ballancolic, but it is today because we're in for work, so <laughs> I'm going to be driving around trying to soak them all up before we have to go home again. So, um, one of the other things we've been enjoying is listening to live gigs being streamed as part of the Live Music Collective. There's some fantastic music venues in Cork doing live music, like Collins Live, Levi's Down in Ballet de Hob, Lane in the city and the White Horse and Debarra's. Yeah. And we've been looking at some of the gigs in the White Horse over the course of the last week as oh, well. Yeah. Cotjack O'Rourke in Crane Lane, Cormac O'Keefe in the White Horse, uh, Greenshine last night with a concert with Mick Flannery. It's free, lads. It's free. All you have to do is go to the venue and sign up and it'll be free. And later on, towards the end of this coming week, you're going to have a gig from Ruby Horse coming from the White Horse. I mean, here we go. Lose ourselves 
in a crowd in a big field. Oh my goodness, it's such an anthemic piece, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, giving Coldplay a run for their money with the big <laughs> crowd numbers. It just, it just make your heart ache for big festivals where you yeah. can, you know, park the car, get your ticket, wander around with your drinks, meeting all the friends, you know, chilling out, going, what'll we look at? <laughs> Lads, I miss it so much, oh, don't you? Breaking my heart out oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bring on, bring on, bring on normality, however it happens. And bring on the second hour. We've so much coming up for you in the second hour. We're going to be talking about a fantastic documentary funded by Monster Technological University uh, about Cork's drag queens. I've seen two trailers for it. It's absolutely brilliant. We'll be looking back to a different queen, the Queen of the Colquay in Catty Barry. And we have the most beautiful music from David Syme for you on piano and original music from Jimmy Brocky on piano composed a When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.